Alexa, what is the definition of crime? I told you guys. Was that the relief you wanted? No. (laughs) Hello? Hey. How's it going? It's going. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. How was your week? Phenomenal. Quit my job. Let's chat. My last day was on Monday, and then I took... The next two days off. And then yep. I start my new job tomorrow. Hot. We love. Yeah, it's a big sleigh. She's I'm so slay. excited. How about you? What have I done this week? It's been a week. Oh, uh, it's been a week. I can't believe it's been... I can't believe it's already Wednesday, to be honest. Um... <laughs> I had a gig on Monday. Monday. It was from 3 to 11. I was doing, it was uh, Black Mental Health Awareness. It was an event curated by Build Your Own Dreams. And it was really cool. There was guest speakers that were um, a part of these different creatives, creative groups. Um, and they were just coming together to talk on their mental health and listen to DJs and then um what was the last thing oh (laughs) doing karaoke and I was the sound girl and my mixer was failing me that day and apparently the specific mixer I got it's honestly just sucks for any venue because I had my audio engineer fans be like or friends be like We've all had a problem. Sorry, I'm talking so slow, guys. I'm so tired. I don't even understand. It's that melatonin you took last night. Yeah. Time. I've been taking melatonin and going to bed fairly early. I would say like 11, mm-hmm. 12. Mm-hmm. Usually I go to bed at 2 or 3, so that's nice. But I've been having these crazy dreams, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you d- are you going to talk about the crazy dreams? I'm trying to think of the one. Oh, you can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I talked about them earlier, but it's not going to, like... It'll make sense to you mm-hmm. because you know the friends, but... Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all I got. We just came back from an errand, uh, uh, like an ultra run. We went to... Uh, I don't... La, 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 la. Let's restart. Wait. Beep. Marker. <laughs> um, we just got back from an ultra run because we had an errand to, to run. run. <laughs> And so they, you know how they have those like little mini like like stuff like by the checkout, mm-hmm. like stocking that stuffer. you want to grab. Yeah, I I always grab from there. I purposely go there for that because it's genius and it's the perfect size. So there was like these roll on like mini perfumes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this looks good. So I took it out of the box and I sprayed it because I was like, you know, don't want to buy something that's gonna give me a headache or something or that I just don't like I sprayed it on my hand and I was like oh blah pu and now that I'm here I'm like damn this smells kind of good so I'm like let me smell it no you come here no you come here pull me oh it's it does it's I feel like if gross. you ever did it yeah. though it'd no, be gross it was gross at first because there was so much yeah and I'm like oh it did kind of like mellow out you know Maybe just a little teensy-weensy. Teensy-weensy. But I'm also really picky about, like, perfume, so. 
Yeah, I kind of am too. I've I've stayed with the same perfume since high school. I I have others that mm-hmm. I'll use as well, but like it's always the same. Yeah. I have other people buy me Creature perfume and they usually do a good job. Oh, cute. Yeah. Which is nice. But yeah. my mom's like that. She's had like the I same love. perfume for like years. Yeah. I get it. Um, I love she perfumes. Loves. They smell good. She loves. Um, I want to talk about family systems a little bit. Okay, that's fine. So, in the mental health field, after you get your master's and whatever, you apply to take this test and then you have a bunch of like acronyms behind your name, right? That's typically the licensure that you went to grad school for. So the licensure that I will be going for is called an LPC, which is a licensed professional counselor. Mm-hmm. We typically focus on the individuals versus like an LMFT, which is a licensed marriage and family therapy therapist. Um, they focus on families, couples, systems versus like just the individual, you know. They're looking at like the whole more so if you're sure. Family. And then then there's social workers. Yeah. Who are, you know, MSW or LCSW, licensed clinical social worker. Um, They can be many things. Typically, you'll see them in movies, like, come with, like, a briefcase and check on a kid. Like, it's not to say that that doesn't happen. It's just they could literally, they could do a lot more. Got it. And some are therapists, for sure. I know a couple, a few, actually. So... They focus on systems as well, but I think on a bigger spectrum, kind of more like society and stuff, also like family and whatnot. So anyways, even if you're an LPC in your studies, if you go to a KCREP accredited university, which is like the golden standard, mm-hmm. like it's going to be a lot easier for you to find a job if you are, if you went to a KCREP accredited program. Um, just Google that, y'all. I'm not going to say that acronym out loud. But basically, um, you still, even if you're going for the LPC route, you still have to take like a systems um, class just to know. And then in your theories class, which is a core class for everybody, um, you go through the many theories that, you know, a lot of like therapists will like take on for their usage, you know, to help with clients. Like your theory is basically like your lighthouse. Got it. Okay. You know, it's like what you use. It's what you fall back onto in terms of like your training and stuff. So at the very end of this semester with my theories class, we talked, last class just now, we talked about family systems. And I thought some of the stuff was just fascinating because, you know, I'm an LPC girl and like systems just like, it intimidated me because like imagine taking on a whole family mm-hmm. so wow. if there's like 12 members in a family we put them all in one room yes i think so like i mean don't quote me don't quote me no but but like and no and it's that not to say that like happen. yeah for sure like i've led multiple groups with 14 kids like mm-hmm. it's not difficult but I think also because those kids were at a treatment center and they didn't really like grow up with each other you know what I mean so I feel like a family is just completely different I feel like if I was with like all my family members there's definitely some like not like be careful with what you say Mm -hmm. but like kind of like everyone has their own like 
yeah. perception. And no, stuff. for sure. For sure. So I could see that. But everybody's got their role. Tense. And that's what I wanted to dive into. Goal? Is that what you said? Role. Role. Sorry. Yes. No, you're fine. So there's this concept. Um, basically, it's called differentiation of self. So it's where the individual owns like what they're doing, what they're thinking, while also owning that the system plays games and wants to keep you in a role. So, for example, think of like Thanksgiving and your role at Thanksgiving. For some, they're the comic, others the hero, other people, they're the supporter of others, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like the list goes on. Like Google like family roles, structures, click images, see what pops up and Mm -hmm. see what like, you're like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know. So differentiation of self here is, okay, this is my role. I'm the supporter or whatever. I'm the hero. I am going to put myself in a situation if there's tension, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm going to save everybody. Or... Uncle Tom burnt the ribs because he's drunk. So I just went to the store and I bought more ribs and other takeout food to, like, save the day so that there isn't a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So differentiation of self is like, okay, this is my role at Thanksgiving or this is how I usually am. So am I going to be that when I go home? Because that's really stressful for me to do that. Mm -hmm. Even though it helps everybody else out, like, it's tough on me. So am I going to go home and I'm going to do that? Or am I going to just back off and let other people handle it and let other people, if they freak out, then they freak out and that's on them and they can deal with that. So I'm like, ooh, wow, imagine that. Yeah, that's a lot. Imagine that. Imagine. Yeah, I looked up a worksheet too and some of these say like, I mean, one's like this lady, she takes she cleans the house and boys and cooks food for the family, which seems like to be a mom role. Uh, I think this was a grandma. They obey and respect their parents. Or I'm sorry, this is children. Um, yeah, and then there's one. He protects his family. She takes care of the children, does chores, helps around the house, teaches the children right from wrong. We get good grades in school. I didn't realize a lot of this. Yeah, here, this is the one. Is there a scapegoat on your definition, too? Um, yeah, there's some. Yeah. Okay, I think, I think this I know is you... for, my bad, addiction. Oh, okay, family. okay. Yeah, this one's a dysfunctional family system. So there's, like, um, the problem child. There's, mm-hmm. like, uh, the forgotten child, you know. there's There's many different, like, ones that you could see but there's um oh I found it here's the one it's called my family question mark your family question mark so there's like the chief enabler like this is a person who like maybe doesn't like I guess they are closest emotionally to the victim they're typically like the protector of the family, which sounds a little contradicting, right? If they're the chief enabler. Mm -hmm. So like on the outside, they're like self-righteous, super responsible, sarcastic, passive, could be physically sick. Um, There's also like the mascot, which is like the family clown. Mm -hmm. Um, Me. 
There's like the family hero, which is like the caretaker, right? Not me. And then there's like the victims who are typically chemically dependent, you know? And then there's, yeah, the scapegoat, the problem child. Uh, um, then there's a lost child or the forgot, forgotten child. There's just, yeah, just Google it. But there's like, what's your role, you know? Are you going to be that? Are you going to be something better than that? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a lot. Mm-hmm. This one's like the addiction or codependency roles in the family. Yeah, those are big too. The mascot. Interesting. Yeah. Are you ever afraid to like dive into with a family? Like, I for I guess now, what are you what if you have a fear in your profession, what is it? We talked about that. A lot of us talk, like opened up and we were vulnerable and we're like, oh, you we're talked about this in class? Yeah, oh, okay, we're cool. afraid to mess up. And what I mean by that is he is a supervisor. Mm-hmm. So a little bit more about the field. After I graduate and after I take the NCE, which is the National Counselor Exam, mm-hmm. if I pass it, then I get a license, right? Mm-hmm. This license allows me to take clients, but I have to practice under the supervision of a supervisor until I meet these certain hours in the state of Texas, and then I can apply so again. So and so forth. And yeah. then I'll get full licensure, right? So once I have this supervisor, I have to consult with them once a week, all oh, the weeks of the month, about, about my yeah. cases and stuff. Um, so he does that. He is a supervisor, and he told us that he was making progress with this client. It was about four or five sessions and they still weren't really like opening up. And apparently the client like came in and was like, oh, I really didn't like want to come. My partner really told me to come. And I guess like the therapist like pushed a little bit mm. and versus like just letting them like come if they had a bad day and letting them just kind of yeah, just kind of ease into yeah. it. Yeah. Without like It's not putting... like they were like abrasive, it didn't sound like, but it was just like... But like a little pressure. Just yeah. maybe a little, you know. And I'm nervous that I will do like something much far worse, you know. Like maybe ask the wrong question or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, he reassured us that like, guess what? This is going to happen to you. Yeah. It's absolutely going to happen to you. Yeah. And it should happen to you because you're going to learn from that. Um, But it sounds like, I guess, you know, not to get into it any further, it sounded like that therapist ended up doing really well after that, you know, and, and so did the client, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just worried that I'm going to, like, dig too deep when I just need to let them come to me when I'm ready. Yeah, get a bu- just so, hit the surface. Yeah, and so I also feel like because of that, then I'll just, like, go in super lax, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't it's know. Like every person is different. Maybe finding a balance for yeah, yourself. Yeah, well, every, every client is different. Every client needs mm-hmm. a different recipe. Yeah. You know? And it's not to say that I'm, like, bad at that now, you know? Like, once you get to know somebody, especially, like, the kiddos at the treatment center, like, you know who is not mm-hmm. going to respond well to, like, me asking a certain question. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. you have to 
build rapport and like, you know, get to know. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm scared of is like ruin, like messing up that rapport. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just, Um, you're afraid that, yeah. I mean, everyone has, I'm sure that just fears in that general sense. Yeah. But yeah, no, I've never asked you that. What is, what else could I ask you? Um, but you got it, babe. You'll get it. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, you're already going to be a great therapist. Thank you. Thank you. Or whatever those acronyms that I can't get right ever. Um, how long do you want to be a therapist? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Either. Like, <sighs> I mean, a long time? Yeah, definitely. Like, I've, retirement? Yeah. Mm, I think so. Yeah. But we'll see, because this is a tough industry. Yeah, it seems really tough. It seems... It just... Like, if you really don't actively take care of yourself and make that a ritual and a routine and something sacred, that you could literally, like, slip into getting caught up in it. And I'm not talking about, like, just, like, what your clients are bringing in, but just, like, all the stuff that comes with this job. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's a lot. It is a lot. Like, in terms of... And it's a lot to get there. Yeah. In terms of, like, unraveling, I think, from my point of view, unraveling other people's trauma, then, like, could maybe trigger your own trauma. Yeah, secondhand traumas. Yeah. So, for real. That's a lot. Oh, I know. It is a lot. But you think retirement. Um, yeah. I mean, part of me is also, like... I would love to own, like, a little bookstore with like, a little coffee shop or something, Cute. you know, like, later down the line. But, like, I don't know. I'm going to see what life offers. What, so what goes above the, like, what are the acronyms? L, what is it? Mine? Yes. LPC. LPC. Is there another one that goes above that? So LPCs, LMFTs, and even... MSWs uh-huh. or LCSWs, those are all master's level clinicians. So you would have to go for your master's? To get any of those? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes, gotcha. absolutely. And then? If I wanted to be a doctor, I'd have to go to apply to a doctorate program. Got it. And then I would just be doctor of like whatever. And I could still have those acronyms. Behind my name okay, as well. Okay, what would the acronyms be for, like, a psychologist? Just a doctor. Okay, so that would a be doctor, doctor, which is different from the LP. Yeah, it is different, but there's two kinds of doctorates that you could get. So okay. there's something like a PhD, like a doctor of philosophy, mm-hmm. and you're mainly doing more, like, from what I've read, more, like, research, things like that. You're not really, like... Getting trained on, like, counseling, you know? And that's, like, a big reason why I was like, no, I'm not going to go to that kind of grad program. Yeah, because you you don't really want to do research. I don't really care about yeah. research. I do. It's it's great. I'm glad there's people who, like, love it and thrive. And I'm going to say this right now. Just because you read books and documentaries and articles about something that you're passionate about, like in terms of research, actually doing the research and coming up with like your own methodology is not hard, but it's not easy and it's very tedious and I just got done doing it. Mm-hmm. So like if you She's take like, this I course, not if you take this. this course and you still feel passionate about it, then like I'll accept that then. But like right now, like don't even say 
you're a fan because I thought I, I was that person coming and I was like, I love reading. I love looking at stats. I love looking yeah, at because gra- it no. still follows. I uh, forget what layout. It's just one that format. Well, it's just like it's a different thing to like receive it, and it's another thing to actually do it. You know, oh, yeah. we weren't doing the research, but we were coming up with, you know, the lit reviews, the research questions, hypotheses, whether like methodologies in terms of like, did we want to do a quantitative design? Did we want to do a qualitative design? And like going down those rabbit holes and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so um, anyways, getting off of the research, a PhD does not interest me at all. <laughs> what does interest me is something called a PsyD, which is literally like... A PsyD is PSY, and then it's a doctor of psychology, basically. You're still doing some research, but, like, it's more like what you're learning is more clinical. Like, you might have more classes in terms of, like, actual contact with, like, clients and things like that. Um, I don't know if I want to further my education that much. It could change, but, like... Mm. I've been in school for a long time you're just already. Like, oh, yeah, you're okay with it. And I love time. school. My dad will tell you that too. But like, I think I'm, I'm ready to like live my life now. Like yeah. after I graduate and like work and get into the groove, you know. Like I told myself, even if I were to go or try to get into a doc program, like it would be after I've gotten like some years in the field. Under your belt. Yeah, you know. Um, and I'm just not there yet. So we'll see, but yeah, nah. PhD, hell no. She said no. No, thank you. What's your favorite thing about being in this field? Mm -hmm. Seeing the progress and also seeing the therapists do what they do. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. It's really inspiring. Um. It's cool. It's also cool to see how they handle hard situations because sometimes, like, I've witnessed so many patients or so many clients, like, say, like, fuck this, I hate my therapist, my therapist sucks. And, like, maybe that is, like, their true feelings, you know, but, like, you find out that they covered something really tough Mm -hmm. and it's hard for them, you know. Yeah. So. I could see, yeah. You know. You just take that into consideration as well that, like, that sounds like what they're working on right now is difficult, mm-hmm. you know. And then I guess having them work through that because mm-hmm. I've also seen, like, it do a 180 and, like, end up loving their therapist, you know, or mm-hmm. and they end up processing whatever happened. And I think when I— It's cool. Um when there were situ- times where I didn't like my therapist, it was probably because he was speaking, like, the truth. And sometimes mm-hmm. the truth hurts. Oh, for sure. All the time. I got really upset with my therapist, mm-hmm. like, a couple weeks ago. They just, I don't know, it felt like everything was going really good and stuff. And then... um I started talking about something else, and then they applied a bit more pressure on to that. Mm-hmm. And this therapist is a canon, like an absolute unit, and like really was asking the right questions, which I felt were the wrong questions. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it didn't even hit me until like the day after. And I'm like, why the fuck did they even do that? Like, 
everything was going great. Like they brought this up and now it's like in my head and you're thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? You know? And now I'm like, that has nothing to do with them and it has everything to do with me and how I haven't really faced that mm-hmm. as much as I should have. And I processed that. And I, I told her straight up, I was like, I want you to know that I was really pissed off about you doing that. And I definitely had some fuck you feelings towards you. <laughs> and she laughed. She took it really well. She's like, I get it. And I was like, but I want you to know that I realized and I rationalized that all those like angry feelings really weren't to you. They were to me. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to know that that happened. Yeah. She's like, well, I like I'm glad the, you said that. I think what I like about therapists a lot too is the self-awareness. Yeah. That they bring to like their clients and then also like to themselves too. Yeah, for sure. I think that's really cool because a lot, from my understanding, not a lot of people are self-aware, mm-hmm. even myself sometimes. And I'm like, okay, I should not feel like this upset about the situation, mm-hmm. but I'm going to validate that I feel this way and try to get to the deeper root. It's not always hard. It's not always easy navigating that with yourself if you don't like, ask yourself the right questions. Does that make sense? So, uh, but that's what I like about therapy. I feel like it just helps being guided to the answers you want for yourself so then you can feel better. Um, I forgot what it was. I might have talked about this before, but with my grandpa, it wasn't the fact that, like, he passed away so quickly, Mm -hmm. it was the fact that we didn't have, like, one last conversation. Mm -hmm. And, like, when my therapist, Paul, told me that, I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so much better. And it's weird because you never think, like, that's the, like, that's the answer you've been looking for. Like, it's, he was just straight up, like, Rachel, I think it's because you had, like, such a big, like, communication with your grandpa about everything Mm -hmm. that you, it, it you knew this day was going to come. It was just, like, you didn't get to have, like, one last, like, talk about your life mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was like, that is it. No, that's that's where I was about to, like, go or get into is, like, they're really good at, like, they'll listen to everything that you have to say and they'll see, like, a pattern mm-hmm. and they'll think of those patterns as, like, little mini pieces, right? Mm-hmm. And Everything that you say, there's these pieces that they're picking out and they're pulling up and they're putting it into a line for you and saying, wait, wait, hold up. Actually, mm-hmm. it might be this. It sounds like this might be yeah. what's happening. I can yeah. only see them with like the notes too, like when they're writing and then they'll stop writing and then I'll say something and they'll write. Which, yeah. don't even get me started. That's such a big thing. A lot of, it's been brought up in like three of my classes over like the course of this program. Like everyone's asked like, are y'all going to be taking notes? And a majority of the people said no. And I was like, okay, I feel like I need to take notes. I feel like and, I would need to if I have a lot of clients. Well, yeah. And and like just to not be forgetful of what they told me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I didn't even raise my hand because I felt like it, there was going to be, like, shame or something, you mm-hmm. know? 
And I just listened to what they had to say, like why they said no. And a lot of them was like, I feel like they're like my therapist isn't listening to me if they're writing things down or I don't, I feel um, like they're taking their like attention off of me if they're writing things down. And like, don't get me wrong. If you're always like looking down at your notepad or whatever the fuck, like, yeah, I would feel that way too, to a certain extent. But if, if you're needing to jot things down, like a specific person in their life that is crucial or, Maybe it's a certain date or maybe it's a medication or maybe it's a disease that their father was diagnosed with as a young whatever and their yeah. father passed away and you need to see, I don't know, see if there's it's hereditary or something or I don't know, you know, like things that might be worth jotting down. Yeah, I think, you know, I can, I see the other people's perspective though, like if you're writing something down it maybe can feel, I'm not going to say insensitive, but kind of. Yeah, for sure. Where you're not just like paying attention, being authentic, but I would need notes because I'm sure maybe this is for you, but like then you can take the notes and kind of like go and like, you know, like really look over it or research or go through your theory book or go through your books, whatever it may be. So I like... Yeah. I can see both sides, but I think, like, from someone on the receiving end, I see both sides, but I would like it. Like, yeah, I, I would it, want it doesn't you, bother me if you're yeah, writing stuff down. I'm like, because I just thought of maybe like, you're going to piece something better if you see it written down together. Yeah. And that's so valid. Some or people you're are just go better at back. that. Because every, does every session, ta- every session has like a, like a notes, right? To a degree? So... Like, are you supposed to? You are if you are billing insurance. Okay, that's right. For sure. But you should always be documenting. Got it. So I'm going to say that. And I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Um, That's another topic is, are you going to take insurance or are you going to be a therapist who is an out-of-pocket therapist? Can you be both? You can't. Yeah. It's just... The shitty part about insurance is, let's just say I get paneled with Blue Cross Blue Shield, which could take anywhere from, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks to a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just say I do that. I have a session or two. I am going to have to, like, fight with insurance and call them and be like, yeah, like, this is what happened. This is what we did. Like, it's in the notes. Like, proving that they need, like, care, care, you know? And they'll be like, okay, well, we approved them for 10 sessions. I'm like, okay, but they have PTSD and, like, they have all these things that they are going to need way more than 10 sessions. Mm -hmm. They're going to need at least, like, six months of therapy at minimum to really process all of that and to go through whatever it is I feel like we need to go through. Mm -hmm. And so you're dealing with stuff like that, like, asking insurance to approve you guys for longer or... Yeah, I just don't... I, It's just so backwards with insurance, not with you guys. And with and then there's also the idea that like, hey, you guys still need to pay me. Mm-hmm. So you're basically having to fight for them to pay, pay you, you. Which with every client that you have, the rule of thumb is there's an hour of documentation you have 
after that. So let's just say you have 20 clients, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. That's 20 hours worth of documentation that you're going to have to do. Um, If you're doing insurance on top of that. That's a lot more. Yeah. How many, what is like a healthy amount of clients? I hear like 15's like the sweet spot. Okay. Yeah. And then. But I hear like once you get out of school and like you're fresh, like you're, and if you work at an agency, you're going to get slammed with work. doesn't okay. matter. It, that doesn't mean like you're going to get 20 clients. You might get like five or four, three, but you, your documentation is more than just an hour and you have all these things that you need to do and um, UR meetings and like just the list goes on and on. Yeah, it's so it just a lot. depends on where you go. But like, I don't know. I'm kind of stuck between this. I want to give back to my community and serve like underserved populations mm-hmm. and get paneled. But I also want to eat and be able yeah. to pay off my debt. I hate the and- insurance. Th- I'm like. For insurance companies, for them to be like that, I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't understand who gave you the rules to make it like that. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Well, they do hire clinicians, and that's who you're on the insurance phone calls with. So they are clinicians most of the time. But most they're also, time. I feel like. Which I'm like, hey, yeah, I can't. Because of confidentiality, you can't really say what's going on. Mm-hmm. But you just say this, I'm going to advocate for my client to have more than 10 sessions because I believe that this is going to benefit them. Yeah. And we hope yeah. they say So you're basically yes. a lawyer for a little bit. Yeah, that's annoying. But see, that's just... That's hard. It's stressful, like... It's, it's just sad not, if they don't get really approved. It's fair. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no fairness. Yeah. That sucks. Sorry that you'll have to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, this is... I mean, this is hopefully why a lot of people are getting into this is so that we yeah. can advocate for people who need help. You know? Yeah. Like, this is kind of... It comes with the territory. Like, we knew that going in. You yeah. Know? Or we should know that. And if we're not... Reconsider yeah. where you're going, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, there's there's a lot more mm-hmm. that I can I get mean, into. I mean, my therapist, like, for Sonder Mind, he told me, like, I have to diagnose you if we're going to use the insurance. Mm-hmm. But they can typically get away with it with the first two to three sessions without diagnosing you. Yeah, that's you. what he was saying. It got to, like, and our six sessions, and then he's like, hey, I have to oh, do that's this. Nar- that's nice. Yeah, he did. He waited a minute, but he also... I didn't know you could go that far. Yeah, it, I could be wrong, but it was definitely like we had three sessions or four. Okay, yeah, that seems norm. Yeah, and then he was like, we have to, like, diagnose you. And he's like, I don't want you to take the wrong way. I'm not saying that this is your diagnosis. Mm-hmm. This is just what I'm, like, leaning towards. Mm-hmm. But... um. The, I got to put this in order to keep safe. Yeah. And sometimes, like, with diagnosis, in a way, you feel like like I was offended mm-hmm. almost. And then I researched it. I was like, okay, if I have this, like, honestly, no shade on mental illness. But when it, 
when it comes to yourself and you like think about that and yeah. all the terms or like movies and TV shows, mm-hmm. um, all the stigma you see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It can negative. You feel shame. Sure. So I felt. I definitely felt shame. But it was interesting to him being like, because I never, I didn't know this at the time. He was like, "No, I'm like, I'm sorry. It's this way, but this is just like the way it is." Yeah. And he's like, and that, and that's kind of like what us therapists fight for Mm -hmm. is because some of you really do need help Mm -hmm. but the ones that kind of more so like need talk therapy Mm -hmm. insurance companies they don't really want you or want us to help those people that have talk therapy or need Mm -hmm. talk they want us to help those with like more serious cases Mm -hmm. and I'm like I mean I understand but I also think and you said this too everyone needs therapy mm-hmm. so but he's right the, yeah it's but that those are the well, rules it's, it's more different what i'm about to say but our therapist is like it's not our therapist our professors have said um the individuals who need the most therapy are the ones who don't have insurance and if you are paying out of pocket for a therapist you're typically like doing well or like well enough to like be able to squeeze squeeze that into your budget. And I went through, I had one therapist at one point in my life where I was going through my insurance and she helped me a lot. But hindsight, I felt like I needed more mm-hmm. in my life or a different approach. And so now I pay out of pocket and God, is it like double the price? Yeah, mm-hmm. but worth it. Yeah. So worth it. Like investing in myself like that is yeah. worth it. Um it's I like that there's an option like for out of pocket depending on your insurance that you can do mm-hmm. that Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I think that's cool. But also Actually, I've never heard of other people doing it, so I'm not going to say that. Um, just hopefully my... Because I've been trying to find a therapist. Maybe not as hard as I could be, but for the places, like, around here, I've been, like, emailing, and I talked to my insurance, and they were like, your super bill, like, you, for Blue Cross Blue Shield, it's not you advocating for that super bill, your therapist has to advocate for you to say that, like, you are not deemed, like, you haven't been able to find any other in-network therapists. But every time I've been telling the therapist that, they've been like, oh, like, in other therapies or something, or other insurance companies, it's usually, like, you advocating for yourself or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, but... So I got hit back with that. I was like, no, they told me, like, you guys call. Um, I'll advocate for myself because I haven't... It's been really hard finding a therapist. Yeah. Well, with insurance. With insurance. Out of pocket, it hasn't been as hard. But if I don't, like, like say so-and-so... Let's say therapist A is like, okay, this is my schedule. And if I don't respond within, like, two days or something, it's going to be gone because, like, everyone needs it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But it's like that, too, with paying out of pocket. Yeah, I think it's both ways. But it's I, just interesting. It's easier to find one when you pay out of pocket. Yeah, I, I, think I so feel too. like. Um, 
I think so. Too. And it's worth it. I think it's worth it. I've literally found I found a my couple. person. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, thank God. Like, ah. Listen, not everybody's a good therapist, okay? Um, but I think the idea of being a therapist is a good intention, so. No, for sure. But I mean, like, some people have literally just, it's willful ignorance, if you will. Yeah. Like, Or they're just doing it to get We also patient. had a conversation with, um, about, my professor was like, listen, guys, I want to say everybody in this class I see a great future within you guys. Y'all are going to be phenomenal clinicians. I'm always rooting for you. If you ever need anything, I'm here. I'm just a phone call, a text message away. I'm here to support you guys. If you ever need any consulting, like, call me. Mm-hmm. Don't hesitate. But y'all are going to be phenomenal clinicians. And, I, and I'm not going to lie. He's like, there are some conversations that I'm going to have to have with certain people that I've seen in this program that... I'm going to have to tell them straight up that this is not for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because I feel like you just know. Like, yeah, in that like, profession, you just gotta know. That's going to be hard to, like, have a professor pull you aside and say, I don't feel like this is for you. Yeah. And let me help you find something different. Yeah. You know? And my classmate was like, oh, I've seen one of those people. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, I heard them say that they didn't, they were going to refuse to work with a specific population. And I didn't get into it, but I was just like, whoa. You don't get to choose your clients. Like, you don't get to choose who walks in through the door. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to have to serve everybody. Like, you know, that, that should be the, and that's what I'm trying to say is like, not everybody's a good clinician. Yeah. You know, like, that's a lot of, I don't know. I think that whoever that person is needs to reflect on their shortcomings on, like, why they feel that way. For sure. I feel like that says, if you say no to something, it's... Maybe they already have reflected on it. I don't know. But, yeah. Or maybe, I mean, I feel like your teachers are, like, they have those conversations, but they're, like, Maybe they have that conversations and the student is like, okay, well, I hear what you're saying. Maybe I can, like, work on it. Yeah, But I don't know how. I don't know what they've seen. Yeah, that's true. I have no idea. I I think the the reference is, like, any, not anybody can be a doctor, but many people could be a doctor, but there's definitely ones that are good and... Ones that are... Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say is there could be therapists out there who are like casting their judgment or giving you advice and that's not our role we're not supposed to give you advice mm-hmm. we're supposed to say hey this is what I think I see what's happening like let's talk about it you mm-hmm. know like I look at it like not as advice but as like a guide but you're already using what I'm saying does mm-hmm. that make sense like what do you mean like instead of you should never say as a clinician, I think blah, 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 no, blah, No, I mean, like, you're That's, using all the information I'm giving you, and then you're kind of guiding me through the through already the information I gave you. Yes, they're coming through it. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's not, like, I don't see it as advice. It's, I'm giving you the information. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So I always think of, like, a therapist. That's a very, like, 
simple way of putting that's it. That's what yeah. I was. Yeah. To, Definitely. I'm more of like, I like more, I like complex details, but if I find something simple for my brain to understand, mm-hmm. I've always looked at like therapists as a guide or like as a compass. Yes. And that's kind of what I like. Because sometimes those complex like words and stuff, they just, I have to think of something that like makes sense to me. Which of I'm course. sure everyone does. And I'm sure there's more people detailed. Of course, of course. But yeah, I never just on the receiving. I don't ever look at it as advice. I kind of just. One time I had Paul tell me something like I told him something that had to do with our session. And he gave it like right back to me because that's what I said. I was like, no. And he's like, that is what you just said. You can't like come out of it. Like, yeah. that's what you said. Well, yeah, or like, get that's out what, of it. Sometimes yeah. you got to do that, too. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Now you're changing mm-hmm. something here. You just said it was this, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they dive into it deeper. Like, why did you change it? Or, like, is this what, is, is? what is yeah. this new perception that you're now dishing yeah. out? I don't know. Depends on the story. Depends on the it's very interesting. therapist, but... I think it's just interesting, like, the different theories, you know? Um, you know, they have some that dive deep into, like, your childhood and stuff. Mm-hmm. And while I do feel like there is a benefit for that, and maybe certain clients will come in and that's what they need. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm big on, like, the here and now. Like, okay, okay, okay. I know that this traumatic event happened to you in the past when you were a kid, but, like, how is it affecting you here and now as mm-hmm. an adult or however old they are? You know, mm-hmm. and let's deal with it from here. We don't need to go back into the past and get in all of that. We could do it here and now and then mm-hmm. move forward, you know. So for me, that sounded like real sexy. But everyone's got their own thing, you know. Yeah, the different approach. I assume some, their approaches. Is that? The theories, yeah. yeah. theories, mm-hmm. approaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, insurance likes when you do CBT. That is the easiest to bill for, like, so if people are, like, insurance mm-hmm. people, um, what is they'll CBT? use a lot of CB, a lot of cognitive behavioral, behavioral therapy. therapy. So yeah. it basically, you think of it like a triangle. Mm-hmm. It's a separation of your emotions, behaviors, and thoughts. Um, and you're kind of, like, combing through that mm-hmm. with them. Um, I also believe this has been the most tested so that's why insurance use yeah use that yeah theory. there's a reason mm-hmm. you know and it's great I've seen CBT do wonders for people mm-hmm. um, but some people will probably like narrative therapy better where they like okay you've got all of this anger what does this look like as a person mm-hmm. or what colors does that represent for you you know what I mean a bit something a bit maybe more like visual mm-hmm. and. F- for other people, maybe it's like gestalt. Maybe it's the here and now and it's, okay, you've got all this anger built up with your sibling. Let's do empty chair where you bring an empty chair and you imagine that person sitting there and you're just going through all these things and you're saying all the, and they're guiding you through it, you know? Um, it just depends though. And it sucks that it's harder for or that it's easier for CBT to be used when something else might benefit the client more. That might be more difficult to utilize mm-hmm. in terms of insurance. But, you know, I'm a novice. 
What is that? I'm like, I'm novice level. Oh, okay. Like, um, still learning, still a student. Mm-hmm. But so far from what I've seen, this is what I've seen. I'm curious to see how this I wonder how changes. your first, like, not that you haven't had clients or, like, had that one-on-one, but, like, you're, once you're done with grad mm-hmm. and, like, all that stuff and, like, having your first, like, one-on-one. Well, I'll be doing that in school. Yeah. I'll be, like, seeing clients mm-hmm. at school at the counseling center. And they're, mm-hmm. like, real clients. It's not. Yeah, no, but I wonder, like, and they can't be. be. Yeah, I, I, I'm never gonna know. Oh no, conflict, for sure. But I, I want like, I wonder how it's gonna be. Yeah, me too. I'm it's very. Nervous. I love psycho, or I love psychology and stories and all that. Yeah, I love that. There's like, I don't know. There's just like an answer somehow. Most and of maybe, the time, yeah, 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 and maybe not all the time. Could be wrong about I think that certain things you just like personality disorders. You can't fix them. You mm-hmm. just ha- have to learn how to cope with them. with them and like make better choices. Like maybe I do lack empathy, but I could still be respectful. Yeah, and you not can, like, do certain around. things that are yeah. not socially normal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I wonder how they're going to be in a good way for you. Yeah, me too. Time will tell, but I don't know. When does that start technically? I think next next year. Next fall? Yeah, I think that's when it'll start. Yeah. Be sexy. We'll see. We'll see when it starts, but um, yeah. Um, What's happening? This month is mental health, right? Awareness? Mental health awareness. I thought that was earlier this year. I know November is for diabetes awareness, which I'm a big advocate for because my family, a lot of them have type 1. Yeah. Um, which is the kind that you need insulin to survive off of. I'd also like to spread awareness that insulin, a, a, a pen, um, is the average price for that is about $300 if you don't have insurance, which is... Wild because people actually need this to live. Yeah, I always... They need it to live. And if they don't have it within a span of hours, they will die. Yeah. My Um, friend has the... I don't know what device it is, but it's like $500 or something. Yeah, there's a lot. My dad has um, two. Mm -hmm. One is called a Dexcom, which is... um, a patch with a micro needle in it. I've and seen it, that one. It stays on for a few, uh, I think it's like 11 days or something. And it there's an app you can get on your phone and it'll show your blood level, mm-hmm. your sugar levels, like your A1Cs and stuff like that. Um, What's the other one? Well, my the, friend has his like right here. Like you can put hip. them everywhere. But it's not a... Oh, it might be a patch. I just don't realize because it, it might be on his legs. Some people put it anywhere. Um, my dad told me that there's some, something called the sweet spot mm-hmm. where you could get the best reading in a certain spot or like the best uh, part okay. for insulin absorption is different for other people. Mm-hmm. But he puts his Dexcom typically on his arms. I've seen some people put it on their legs. Yeah, kind of wherever. Uh, he also has a device now that is... Um, it puts insulin into his body from a separate, like, it's like a phone or whatever. It's a separate phone that they give you. And he just, like, has to press a button and it it 
manages it for him. I think that's what my friend Because it communicates with the Dexcom, which Got is it. cool. Got it. Um, I don't know. He had it like, I think he has either, I mean, they're both expensive, but this one was really expensive and it does it for him. Mm-hmm. But he also like, I mean, he almost died. So Yeah. yeah. If you don't have um, either insulin or, um, you know, regulate, like, your sugar. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just say you have low blood sugar and you need something, like a Skittle or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go into this type of shock called ketoacidosis. Um, and it puts a lot of strain on your organs and your body. And another symptom is you could go blind. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really scary. Because um, it can happen so quickly, right? Yes. It's, it, I believe it affects your blood at that point if it's mm-hmm. that bad. He um, had something where it was affecting his organ. Yeah. yeah. And it had to do with his diabetes. Yeah, and you throw up a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're typically hospitalized at that point. Yeah, he was. Um, he's better now. He's great now. Yeah. But he was like, it was really scary. I don't, I think he wasn't doing something right though in terms of like really taking care of himself. Sure. That happens. Yeah. And then it just kind of all hit him and then he was throwing up and he was in the hospital for a minute, but then he kind of like shut, he told me everything that happened. I was like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, I mean, it's just what it is. He's like, it sucks that it's this expensive to keep me alive. I know. But it just, you know, he's like, I make it work. I still enjoy life. It is what it is. But Yeah, your life does change, though. You literally yeah. have to do math every time you do something. Like, yeah. before those devices that have alleviated some stress from my father, my dad, um, you know, he would if he was going to do like a hard workout or plan to do a hard workout, he would probably eat something higher in carbs or higher in sugars so that his sugars were stupid high and that he could spend two hours in the gym. Yeah, doing it, yeah. Um, but that also sucks because it's like, you know, you can eat cake and stuff like that, but you need to realize that that is eating up a lot of sugars. So like, let's just say you want to account for this piece of cake that you're going to have at a birthday party and they have like pasta and salad and stuff, you're probably only going to eat the salad so that you could have that piece of cake. Later. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like you have to like constantly measure what whether it's in like funds or your food. And yeah. Stuff. And then yeah. different foods affect different diabetics. Like we found out that for my dad, oils really messed with him. Like, he can't use, like, olive oil, mm-hmm. nothing. He's tried, like, the highest grade. Like, nothing like that will... And it just makes him feel like it, crap? It just or... makes him feel like crap. Yeah. yeah. It really affects his sugar. And, like, eating, um, like, chicken and stuff like that out at, like, Mexican restaurants, Tex-Mex restaurants, they will inject their meat with, like, more fat. Kind of, like... Braising, I think okay. that's the term, where you, like, pick up the juice and you... And you put it more on it. Yeah, yeah, like, they'll do stuff like that to make it juicier. Um, that really throws off his sugar. But those things aren't a blueprint for our every diabetic. Yeah, you know? it, like, it just varies. It just depends mm-hmm. on the person. Every person's sweet spot is different. It's wild. Um and it's crazy to think that there is like an organ inside of them that 
no longer functions. Like your pancreas is just sitting there. It's not rotting. It's just it's just there. Yeah, bypassing. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is wild to me. Yeah. It's so it's wild to me. It's just taking the signal and going by. Yeah. yeah, and also, I didn't even know this, but my brothers knew this. We were talking about it at a family dinner once, but if you're a diabetic, you have to go to the dentist and the eye doctor and the foot doctor. All of them. For a lot more reasons, but um, there's... You have to watch your plaque in your teeth. Like, you need to get your teeth cleaned a lot more than the average person. Or you just have to be on, like, that schedule. Like, you like you need to, yeah. 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 Typically with insurance, you get two teeth per year. cleanings per year. You need to be doing those. Because when you swallow your spit, mm-hmm. the bacteria that's in that yeah. plaque can lead to heart failure. Yeah, that's a lot. Which is insane. I didn't even yeah. know that. So they have to be like on their guard about all the things, mm-hmm. which is it, it does, wild. Yeah. I mean, you always, well, if you go to the dentist, they always make you like rinse it up. I don't know. They There's just something. Like I mean, you should be taking care of your teeth in general, but like I guess for them, it's just, it's well, I higher see just the buildup of bacteria in your mouth. Yeah. And like what you touch, like, yeah. like you think about everything. And you your eat. mouth is like the dirtiest thing mm-hmm. apparently he could be kissing yeah yeah and cavities are a kissing that's how you get it most yeah. of the time and contingency with like eating sugary stuff and just not it's brushing just, you your never teeth, realize how contagious yeah your teeth are or like 100 percent well 100 percent but interesting thank I you know. for shedding light for yeah. our diabetic so community. i don't know about mental health should we google that I don't feel bad. I feel like it always changes. Oh, me too. Like every month, like this is National Boyfriend Month, that kind of thing. That's yeah. Cool. I am terrible. Health awareness. Or like those. today's best friend day. I'm like, what? Oh, it's literally in May. And it oh, ends for real? on my birthday. <laughs> okay. I knew it was back in May because we did it what? then. Awareness. Okay, you said diabetic. What awareness month is November? Diabetes, epilepsy, and National Homeless Youth Awareness. That makes me sad reading that too. Native American Heritage Month, that's what it is. And then also it's Veterans Month-ish. Well, nice. We love awareness. We do. Well, thank you for shedding light on the mental health community today. Absolutely. And technically, when this airs, it'll be Thanksgiving. Well, the day before Thanksgiving. Yes. So hopefully I'll listen to the roles and like, (laughs) what's your role? Are you going to be aware of it? Oh, yeah. Are you going to do anything about it? Here. Okay. Just to like bullet point. Hold on. I want to go back to the rules. Mm -hmm. Or Thanksgiving rules? No, that was just the example we used. Okay, dysfunctional. So let us challenge you. Dysfunctional rules. Psychology. Oh, and family. Okay, 
I'm getting there. Sharon, what's the scapegoat? Um, Just a bullet point quickly. I believe the scapegoat is um, like the problem. Yeah. The problem child where like they use like, I guess, risky behaviors to get out of certain things or maybe even to like call for attention or, you know what I mean? They're like another word, like the black sheep in the family. Yeah, sure. The caretaker. I feel like that was my grandpa for me. The hero, high-functioning, well-balanced individual who the family can point to as a solid example that backs up the family's facade of doing well. Facade. Facade. Thank you. <laughs> facade, my bad. Facade. Um. Then we got the mascot. So that's like the, I want to say like the clown. Yeah. And tries to help with humor. The addict or IP, identified patient. The addict, um, yeah, typically that's like the chemically dependent person. So maybe it's the the mom who drinks too much wine, and Got it. you know what I mean, or yeah, the lost child, whatever. probably the one that's like in their books all the time, mm-hmm. or may have gaming. difficulty developing social skills and self esteem. Yeah, described as a loner. Nice. Okay, well. I mean, don't tell us, but have fun. Yeah. Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Me too. Um, Talk with your family over what you're thankful for mm -hmm. about each. Do a honey roast. It's not always easy being around family. No, it's difficult times. Take, Take some breaks for yourself. Yeah. Also, just know, if you're the one, if you're, like, stuck in your own house and people are coming to your house or whatever, mm-hmm. a great piece of advice my therapist long ago gave to me is there's always going to be three things that you could do in your house. So if you're in a weird situation or a shitty conversation, go do those three things. Yeah. Just, you're allowed to be anywhere in your yeah. house, okay? So go do those things. Yeah. So I think what helps me with my family is just be like, they're people too. Yeah, but, like, also, you are a person who is yeah, capable no, of putting up boundaries. I mean, there are people, too. I feel like when I hear other people talk about their family members, it's more, mm-hmm. like, negative, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, what I'm saying is, have like, always have compassion for yourself and advocate for yourself because you are a person. Mm-hmm. But while also, like, my opinion, doing that for them. It's not always easy. No, yeah. no, but I think you need to just. I y- yes, I see where you're going with this, and I just want to give you a little. Eat, get an eat. Hit me with. It's the okay to say, God, Aunt Margie or what <laughs> Aunt Debbie is doing that thing I don't like, right? Mm-hmm. Or she gossips. Um, Aunt Debbie isn't a shitty person. Aunt Debbie is doing a shitty thing. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I see what you're saying. We're separating the person from... From the thing. Yeah. Or the action. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yes, there are people, too, who are going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes, even after hours of therapy. I guess that's what I'm saying. We're all just people. Yeah. Just uh, stay within your boundaries. 
Put up boundaries for them. Try to have fun. Try to relax. Yeah. But also separate yourself from things if they get too too thick. Yeah. Completely valid. And you don't owe anybody an explanation. I mean, if you're going to leave the house or something, like, you know, maybe like, hey, I'm going to go for a walk or something. Yeah. But, um, you know, you'll know what to do. Yeah, just it's trust within yourself. You. It's within you. Yeah. I'm confident in y'all. Let's ride. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. We're thankful Love for y'all. y'all. And thankful for sharing. We are so Sharon. thankful. I am very thankful for you. I'm thankful for our house. Our animals. We did decorate for Christmas before Thanksgiving. We did. I don't care if you guys want to come at us. <laughs> I don't care. I love Thanksgiving. Actually, Thanksgiving I, is one of my favorite holidays, if not the favorite holiday. I think that's my favorite, I'm still going to decorate for Christmas. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Leave me alone. I like all the lights. You're entitled to your opinions, and so am I. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Later, haters. What she said. Bye. Bye. Bye.